Hi there, welcome back to the Bible Project Daily Podcast. We're in episode 208, part 139 of season 2 of our journey together through the book of Genesis. And we're in this point of the story in Genesis chapter 18, where we see Sarah respond to the Lord's statement about her having a child. And she tells the lie. And I think there's some really useful insights, some help that can give us if ever we are tempted to tell a lie. You may remember last time we saw Sarah's reaction to the Lord's declaration that her and Abraham were going to have a child, but it was going to happen in extreme old age. She laughed. Now, as I said last time, it wasn't a scornful laugh, probably more a laugh of incredulous disbelief. So how does the Lord react to Sarah's response? Well, the first thing he does is he asks Sarah, why is she laughing? He points out to her that her incredulity is in essence a form of doubting. She's doubting what the Lord has said he's going to do. Now, I believe that part of the way that we all can deal with doubt is we should recognise that it is doubt and call it by its name. In other words, she was questioning the ability of God to do what he had promised to do. And of course, by nature, that means she was doubting the Lord. Sarah, by thinking, I'm too old for this, got her thinking about her physical circumstances, her physical situation, rather than the promise of God to do that which seemed possible. Now, his reply to Sarah's reply is in the next verse which says this and this is one of the classic statements friends one of the classic statements in the bible when it comes to dealing with the issue of unbelief we hear the lord say in genesis 18 verse 14 is anything too hard for the lord i will return at the appointed time next year and sarah will have a son So next time you may be tempted to doubt the Lord because you're looking at your circumstances. Rather than doubting the Lord, friends, just say to yourself what it says here. Is anything too hard for the Lord? The way you deal with doubt, I believe we're being told here, is to recognise that no matter what's going on, always remember that in all circumstances, if it's in his will, nothing is too hard for the Lord. Now, we all have the tendency to doubt the Lord at times. John Stott, in his famous Tyndale commentary on this passage, says, Doubt or unbelief is not a misfortune to be pitied. It is a sin to be deplored. Its sinfulness lies in the fact that it contradicts the word of the one true God and thus attributes falsehood to him. So when you doubt the Lord, the solution to uncertainty is to remember As I said, nothing's too hard for the Lord. Don't be like Sarah and look at your own physical inabilities. What she should have been doing, what we should have been doing, is looking at God's abilities, focusing on God's power. Now, maybe it is at this point in the story that Sarah finally realises that she's not dealing with just an ordinary person, but she's dealing with the Lord himself. God has the power to do what he's promised, so if you're thinking about your circumstances, you're not thinking about the Lord. So how did Sarah respond to that? Well, sadly, we'll find out that she lied, and she actually denied that she laughed. 
It tells us in 1815, Sarah was afraid, so she lied and said, I did not laugh, but he said, yes, you did laugh. So she out and out denies that she was doubting and says, I didn't laugh. And this is a full face lie, friends. Now, why would she do that? Why do you think she lied? Well, the scripture helpfully tells us why she did it. And it says she lied because she was afraid. God steps in firmly and fairly says, no, Sarah, you did lie and you did in fact laugh. Talk about exposing the truth. Talk about God exposing the truth of who someone is and why they did it. Very clear here. Now, I believe there's a really interesting and helpful thought to be pulled out of this verse 15. If we ask the question, why did she lie? And we see that the answer is because she was afraid. And I think it's interesting to think about that for a minute. Think about times in the past when maybe you've told a lie. Did you ever say something that wasn't true? And then afterwards maybe wondered, why did I say that? Did you ever misrepresent a partial truth as the whole truth? More subtle, but just as wrong. The answer is, if you did those things, it's very likely you did them because at heart you were afraid of something. You did it because things were not going the way you wanted and you doubted that the Lord could work that situation to his purposes. So the next time you feel tempted to tell a lie or even deliberately misrepresent a half-truth, just pause for a moment and prayerfully ask yourself the question, what is it I'm afraid of here, Lord? That's a really useful, helpful, personal insight found here in this ancient wisdom. It's amazing. If you grab hold of this piece of wisdom, well, friends, you could probably save yourself thousands of pounds in psychiatry and psychotherapy bills. So the next time you may be tempted to lie, think about what's really going on at that point and ask yourself what I'm afraid of. And if you find that you have a problem and you're a persistent liar, prayerfully ask yourself, what is the fear that's driving me to make those wrong choices? Is it a fear that you're not accepted by people or worse still, underneath that you're not accepted by the Lord? You see, a lie may not only damage you, but it will also damage your relationship with other people. And if it is a lie about other people, it will probably damage the other people and their relationships with other people. So you see Sarah here, out of fear, told a lie and denied her actual unbelief. She denied that she doubted the Lord. But most seriously, and this is where it's really important to take note, by doing so, she then attributed the lie to the Lord. What was true of herself is flipped and becomes an accusation against the Lord. And by doing such a thing, she's telling a lie in the worst imaginable way. She's not attributing the lie to herself or to another person. She's attributing the lie to the Lord. It was not the Lord who lied that day. She did. That's the story up to here. And we'll finish the study of this chapter by trying to drawing some conclusions when we come back here tomorrow, next time. Thank you for joining me. Bye for now.